0: yeah i am so jealous of that screech i wish i could do that hello everybody what's up it's your boy chef jk here with another episode of the family cast food and music is life yes and this is episode 27 and i had the wonderful opportunity to talk to an amazing human being named shauna potter and she sings in a band called war on women that's the music you heard right there in the beginning And I'm going to play some more of her stuff at the end after our conversation. So I'm not going to talk too much because I want you to hear our conversation immediately. So thanks for listening again to the family cast. I'll talk to you after the show. Oh yeah, before I forget, there are tickets, a couple tickets left for my next food, music, and beverage pairing. It's actually this Thursday, July 22nd with Boochcraft at my kitchen, Harvest Kitchen, vegan and gluten-free menu. So check that out. It's on Harvest Kitchen website, harvestkitchen.com. A couple tickets left. I want to see you there i want to feed you and show you some rad music pairings that i got suggestions from some of my guests also so that's gonna be amazing so without any further ado may i present to you this week's conversation with shauna potter from warren women on the family cast food and music is life yes let's dig in fancy all right good morning good morning everybody i'm sitting here with the uh inimitable shauna potter and um it's a bright sunny morning it looks like in her area but where where are you where are you sitting this this morning where are you
1: i am in so-called baltimore on pescataway land and it's actually been raining it'll like rain really hard for like a minute and then the sun will come out for five and then back to raining and so now we're in the weird sunshiny times where I don't know if it's gonna rain again or not, but it looks it looks like it's clearing up today.
0: Is that a Baltimore thing uh, the kind of sunshiny rain?
1: I mean, sometimes yeah, actually. Yeah. Uh, one thing I really love about living here is that there's definitely four seasons and and there's um, plenty of of rain when when all the greenery needs it. And mm-hmm. so it was just time to break the humidity. It's been really hot. Like it has been everywhere. Um, oh. And so it's nice to, to let it cool off a couple degrees.
0: That's awesome. That's good to hear. Um, I mean, I don't want to sound like, you know, the old guy, like how's the weather, but it's sometimes cool to see, <laughs> it's sometimes cool to see people's react, you know, your, your reaction change once the sun pops out or whatever, because it actually works, it actually helps and stuff like that when weather changes and you do have four seasons, but, um, So today on Food and Music is Life, yes, um, I wanted to talk to you, Shawna Potter, because you are involved with so many cool things, not just the band War on Women, but you have written a book, and you're a speaker, and a consultant, and AMP Repair. I just found out you do AMP Repair. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And AMP Repair. And among other things, um, speaking and podcasting, and uh, basically helping people change. I
1: mean, certainly a (laughs) Jane... definitely Jane of all trade master. of Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, so where do we start? I can't fit all of your stuff into one episode, but I had, I did want to touch on a couple of things because not only you do all that, but you're about to embark on an, on a tour that was supposed to happen a while ago. And, um, yeah, that's pretty rad. Um, yeah.
1: So yeah. Warren women is going out with bad religion and alkaline trio. Heck yeah. Um, and that's in October. And it'll be our first tour back. It'll it will have been two years since we played. Oh wow! Together, um, which is wild. (laughs) Uh, And so, of course, our first our first tour back is like this giant tour. Uh, It's like six weeks long you know, like, I, like we're all just like, oh, we got to do our cardio. We got to get ready for this. Uh, gotta <laughs> <Huh. stretch." laughs> I,
0: I, I've seen, I've seen y'all play. You like, you like to boogie on stage. I think you'll, you'll cardio. get in shape by it. Yeah. 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 But you, f- you filled the time between the touring with like some rad videos with like two minutes to late night. And um <laughs>
1: yeah had some fun <laughs> filling the time worked with two minutes late had to do some covers both me mm-hmm. and brooks and um our drummer made some drum playthrough song uh, videos for mm-hmm. our our new album and i got to sing on a jim ward song jim ward from sparta and at the drive-in he's got yeah, a new solo record i got that record and, oh cool yeah so i got to sing on that you know so yeah lots of little things to interrupt the <laughs> weirdness of a pandemic yeah.
0: Exactly. Did, did uh, Just touching on that real quick, did Jim write that part for you or did you contribute to that? Um,
1: yeah. It... And and I got to tell you, like during this time, I've found it very difficult to be creative mm-hmm. uh, personally. Like there's just there's just nothing. I'm tapped out. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so I-, I don't know that I would have been able to do it if I had to write the lyrics and the melody. I right. was sort of like, tell me what you want me to do and I'll do it <laughs> and it'll <that'll> be fine. <laughs> Well, it and sounds luckily, like, yeah. yeah, luckily he wrote the song as a back and forth. He he envisioned it that way. So he had his vision and I was happy to just execute it.
0: I, I turned out it's really cool. It sounds like he wrote it for you in mind, like your your specific style. I
1: kind of think he did in a way. Yeah, for you sure. Know? Yeah. Uh, so but it, that's, a, it that's a
0: really good song. I love that. I love, <laughs> a good record. But enough about Jim. Um, More Seriously? about you. More about you. Come on. We'll talk to Jim some other time. Um, I mean, it. I know during that time you also... I like your podcast, but her lyrics because I really like breakdown. I like song breakdown podcasts and song uh, album breakdowns. But you decided to make the whole podcast about breaking down the new latest album, "Wonderful Hell," right? Yeah. Which, which I got. I bought the album on, off of Bandcamp, so for how to get that oh, version. Cool. Yeah. Um. But how's that been going with the your podcast? With that, um, is that pretty awesome I, it's, to do? Um,
1: it, it's super super cool. I really love doing interviews. I love talking. Um like, it's fun to talk to my band, too, right? Yeah. Like to be separated and we can't see each other,, yeah. um, and to be able to have these interviews with them and talk to them and get their perspective on things. like, mm-hmm. you know, some stuff you're in a band, you just take things for granted and you don't mm-hmm. you don't talk about it. So it's been kind of cool to just hear their perspectives. but but I love talking to experts and activists that yeah. that, that know more about the topics I'm singing about than me. Um, like I've learned a lot but I don't like editing. I don't like, <laughs> I don't like coming up with the stuff between interviews that I have to say. I don't yeah. like hustle culture and trying to promote my Patreon. Um, I just kind of wish someone would give me a job interviewing people. Cause I think I'm, I think I'm good at it. Like I like it. And I yeah. think that as someone who's been interviewed a lot, I, I feel like I have a unique perspective on um, what kinds of things, uh, people want to talk about or yeah. what they want to answer and, and what things they're tired of talking about or, or answering you know so yeah someone hire me cnn yes. or whatever hire me yeah. <laughs> to interview people please
0: <laughs> take that to the next level for sure yeah. i mean i think it's a, I think it's a, a it's a really brilliant idea and and like you said bands take their own music and songs for granted like but your lyrics could change people's perspectives on a lot of things like you know especially on that record um milk and blood amazing carol adams was an amazing guest mm, for you yeah um yes. did did you write milk and blood before you had read her book on on the, that similar topic of basically i'm talking about feminism intersecting with veganism in particular but did you write that song before like i don't know knowing carol adams
1: uh, definitely um what what i based the song on was actually my notes and scribbles and highlights from a book of essays that are in response to her famous book the sexual politics of Meat*. and so the book i was reading was was a bunch of other fans of hers that each had their own chapter like little essay Ah. um about their take on feminism intersecting with veganism and so it's like this weird um you know people influenced by her then influenced me and then i get to interview her you know and this wonderful dance of uh how creatives influence each other yeah. um and we talked i talked about that with carol on that mm-hmm. episode actually like like what what are some of the coolest things that she's seen in reference to her work and she talked about like some like industrial band <laughs> had like heard, yeah like written a song uh about her or something you know so it's just and she was like what's industrial music right like right. she doesn't know <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah that was uh, just and what an honor to be able to talk to like totally. the leading voice in, in that movement.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. It's like, you, I know that you said you do it yourself, like no editing and I'm in, I mean, not editing, but no, no real team behind you on the podcast. So did you just like reach out to Carol Adams and say, Hey,
1: your oh, book yeah. matches
0: this, you know? Like,
1: <laughs> Oh yeah. I'm just like emailing people from their websites, hoping Love that it. they'll get back to me um i the first guest on episode one uh he's a historian to help Mm. me break down the legend of aqua tafana which is the first song off our album yeah and i i wrote to him from his website and then i guess it got bounced back uh but then eventually he found it and blah blah next thing whatever yada yada uh, we ended up doing the interview on uh, December thirty first <laughs> because I was like, I need to get this episode out like really, really soon. Uh, are you busy today? And he was like, Not in the afternoon, no. Uh, <laughs> so we 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 celebrated the end of twenty twenty, talking about uh, poison abusive <laughs> men, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? It, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, and it was, and he was a dearth of information, like um, just actually. Oh, I mean, they great. all are. Yeah. He's so,
1: great. I wish I could have him on every episode, but it doesn't apply. It doesn't make yeah, any sense. You're like, just um, say
0: something. Just <laughs> Yeah.
1: But it, I, it makes me want to write more songs about weird historical yeah. um, legends or whatever, just so I can talk to him again yeah. afterwards and say, did I get it right? What do you
0: think? <laughs> <laughs> Mentor me. Um, <laughs> that's, that's great. Um, so I mean, is that how you, but since it's a podcast about that particular album, what does it mean for your podcasting after you're done explaining that album?
1: Yeah. You know, it's something that I, I thought I won't worry about this until it gets close to the end. Uh-huh. Um, cause I want to see how it goes. Like I've never done a podcast before. Okay. Maybe I love it. Maybe I hate it. <laughs> so I'm about halfway through and I'll mm-hmm. tell you that the work of, uh, like editing it and getting it finished isn't so bad but that but I usually feel like okay now it's done but it's not that's when you have to get it transcribed that's when you have to listen to it again to make sure the transcription is right that's when you have to promote it and find the perfect little 20 second clip like share and it feels like a lot of work to me mm-hmm. that is not really giving a lot back. And so I I look at this as kind of a really cool project that I'm doing. Um yeah. but I think I've decided that I don't necessarily need to continue it. And if I were to continue the podcast, it would certainly not focus only on war and women songs. I would okay. I would open it up there you go. to any uh like female um or trans or non binary uh, songwriter to, to, to break down their song, still mm-hmm. get an expert to talk about it and then, um, be done with it. But I, I just, I don't know. I'm kind of like happy to get back to touring. I, you know, I yeah. want this to be done before I go on tour. So I'm not editing. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's when you will need a, an editor, right. To help. So yeah. You know. Seriously. Um, that's How did you, um, how did you hook up with bridge nine records?
1: Oh, um, Well, a long time ago now, uh, War on Women had released our first EP on Mm -hmm. Exotic Fever Records, which is an amazing woman-owned record label. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to expand um, and see if we could get a bigger audience, a bigger label to get a little more support. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we had like, like five songs demoed and we just sent out we sent it to as many people as possible and and got a lot of no's and then we thought maybe we'll never well maybe we'll just release it ourselves and then kind of when we were about to give up that's when I got an email from Chris Wren that's like I have your I have your demo here like are you still looking for a label I was like yes (laughs) yes I am (laughs) so he had um he had spoken to a sister i think who had kind of heard whisperings about us mm. and was like you should check out this band warren women like they might work for bridge nine um actually that's why he got in touch with me because his sister uh gave him a heads up and then he and then he's like are you do you have some stuff you could send me and i said i already did like you oh, yeah. you <laughs> already have it and he was like oh shit sorry <laughs> so it just goes to show how important it is that people talk up bands and mm-hmm. recommend bands um smaller Follow bands up. people that are just getting started out mm-hmm. like word of mouth is is such a big deal um and buying that album on Bandcamp, getting them their money directly like it's such a big deal yeah. uh for smaller bands uh so keep keep doing that everyone
0: yeah totally. so would you still classify yourself as a smaller band or are you like yeah you know
1: yeah, it's certain. I mean, my bank account certainly does.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Shana>. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like, I mean, if that's one way to measure it, right? Um,
1: I know. I know that's not the only way to measure it, but that doesn't.
0: It is a way. It is.
1: But it's... but me 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 feeling really like healthy mentally and like mm-hmm. positive and like productive, and self satisfied that also doesn't pay my mortgage. You know, it's like, yeah. I should obviously strive no, yeah, to, to totally. for those things. It, and it, and I, and I have, uh, like over the years, I've gotten really good about not connecting my self-worth mm-hmm. to the success of any particular band I'm in. Right.
2: Um,
1: I did a lot of hard work on that when I was uh, younger and I'm really proud of that, but it doesn't pay my mortgage. So, uh, totally. you know, uh, uh, headliners please, pay your openers more. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. People buy, buy music directly from the bands. Uh, if, if you can't afford it, then talk about them, hype them up, you know, buy their merch.
0: Yeah. you And you have many ways to, for people to support you with, with, you know, books and speaking and all this stuff. So there's no way to um, miss an opportunity to support you. Right? <laughs> that's good. Whatever
1: I can and do to make it easier for put people. Put yourself out there. Fine. Yeah.
0: And that, honestly, I mean, and the more things that you do and put out there for sale, that's that's a little, mo- another step of vulnerability as an artist, I think, to mm. be, show people all the stuff that you're doing, but also like say, hey, what's this worth to you? Um,
1: you yeah, know. and you know, that that's an interesting point of like, when I first started doing speaking engagements and, and training people in bystander intervention and safer spaces and anti-street harassment stuff, um, it, it felt really weird to get on stage and talk about this issue that means a lot to me yeah. without, without a band behind me, without a loud PA, without it being, like, lyrical and poetical. Yeah, like, uh, to just say what I mean, and, and that this matters, and here's why, and here's why you should care. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of hard at first, because uh, it's a completely different experience yeah. uh, than, than yelling in a band. and so it it took me a while but I feel I now definitely feel uh comfortable doing both luckily
0: yes and um hopefully hopefully when people ask you to speak you're like you start with what's your budget versus you know what (laughs) you know what I mean like letting them know that you're worth some worth yeah it,
1: it took me a while to get there too I think like like most young activists especially I was uh like I just wanted to do, it. I just wanted to get the information out there. I just wanted yeah. the world to change. Right. And then after a while you realize you're an expert in something yeah. that other people aren't. And your time is, is worth something. Uh, if you want to keep doing what you're doing. And, yep. and so I'm, 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 I'm not a young activist anymore. I'm a seasoned activist now. Seasoned, uh, I
0: love it. Seasoned, <laughs> Definitely,
1: definitely uh, comfortable. Uh, mm-hmm. Telling people what my pay rate is good um, good you should it's a good it's a good place to get to uh we, we all we all deserve that
0: yes indeed um what well t- taking it back a little bit like did, what was family life like was there activism and music in your in your household growing up um any kind of you know i don't know i noticed that you said you are on first nation land when you introduce yourself you know you said that the the tribe and or, and the region and we have the same thing here in san diego and Kum- I mean, kumie and a bunch of other tribes around here um because we're kind of down by mexico but i noticed that you introduce yourself and you're you know you have your pronouns she her and in your name and then you said i'm from baltimore which is um you know
1: pescataway land
0: Pescatawe, sorry and is that how you always say when you introduce yourself on the microphone at, at speaking engagements and stuff like that, or to people? Um,
1: I'm not, I'm not consistent, and and there any kind of activism or social caring about social justice, all that stuff, that all came to me uh, later in life. Okay. Like there was there was no political awareness really uh, for me growing up, and I I only really started to become politically aware after. I became fed up with street harassment after I started mm. caring about an issue that affected me personally. Yeah, that, that's when I learned. Oh, this actually affects a lot of people, and oh, there's actually other issues that affect a lot of people. You know, yeah. It, 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 it took me, you know, getting into my, you know, later 20s to to realize that the world is bigger than myself, right? Totally. Um, but there was definitely music. Music was 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 huge. No one. my my mom and dad didn't play any instruments but my mom definitely loved to sing Mm -hmm. and her brother plays guitar and has played guitar for years and and it's like a family of rockers you know like my mom loved eddie money and um uh bad company and stuff and my dad wanted, you know took me to acdc and you know uh, and so yeah it's a family okay. of rockers and, and so that that feels like it's in my in my bone yeah they
0: instilled bit. that in you for sure
1: yes you and know? so when I when I just kind of really from an extremely young age started like putting on dances or singing or whatever uh-huh. like they just encouraged it and, nice. and encouraged me to take up space and and I did theater uh and like uh, you know elementary and junior high and and then in high school i started a band
0: oh yeah it was it it wasn't war on women or is it
1: no (laughs) (laughs) no um no it's it's, it was called fair verona and it's when i lived in and it was um mostly women and it was very like indie rock Uh um and some harmonies and uh interesting stuff we were very influenced by um just the time period kind of, but also Mm -hmm. like we were all fans of helium and Mary Timony, So there's some like interesting little lead lines in there. Um, But yeah. Yeah. Warren women's only like my second or third, my third band, my third official band. I've like done other musical projects like on the side or for fun, Uh but I'm kind of a serial monogamist. Right. And so (laughs) this is my, my, my third real band.
0: Third real band. Got it. Okay. Good. but I've been and playing
1: music and touring since I was like 14 years old so oh,
0: that's cool I, I that, that that's, anything. thanks parents um yeah. That's
1: cool. <laughs> yeah I had a cool mom that's for sure what
0: do they think about your you know your war on women now do you tell your mom the lyrics are like you know we politely give you requests to get your food <laughs> off my neck you know <laughs> what would she say
1: well those- I, I think that mom and dad are both very proud of me doing what i want and that i get to be on stage and have an audience Um, i think they think that's cool and then i think they just try not to think about the specifics Mm -hmm. of of exactly what i'm saying um but i i think that i probably my dad especially wants to wants to ignore the specifics or he i'm sure believes we're not (laughs) we don't have a lot in common politically okay my my dad and i Um, but and my mom, I think, would rather just kind of not think about it. And so she's uh, she's proud of me for doing what I want, and respects that it might not be the same as her mm-hmm. um, fully. But I I think in her heart, she's 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 good, and 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 she she wants
2: mm-hmm.
1: she does want equality for everyone. She doesn't want anyone to suffer. Um, I just think it's hard not to be influenced by where you are sometimes when you live in the middle of nowhere in texas like how could you not let some of that weird hate seep in sometimes Uh, in weird ways like it's not it's not natural to her that that hate um and and i don't i really don't think that she expresses it and you know she has she has no power over anyone you know like i'm Mm -hmm. not worried about her hurting anyone out there but um I'm probably saying I'm probably saying too much, actually. this is i'm I'm really overanalyzing this without actually thinking before I'm speaking right now. Hey, we go deep. Honest, but, we go deep. yeah, but no yeah, she's a wonderful person and she's yeah. very sensitive, and she cares so much mm-hmm. um, about people that I, I think it's it hurts too much for her to think about the realities of of, of oppression. and so she just doesn't think about it. That that's really what it is. Where it's yeah. I I just you know at some point I decided to let myself realize and 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 really sit with how uncomfortable shit is and how and how mm-hmm. how how much it sucks that oppression exists and mm-hmm. like and that and that sometimes as a white person I'm part of it you know like you just have to sit with those tough feelings um, yeah. in order to do better and. And I don't know that anyone else in my family has, has done that fully.
0: Right. Right. It's hard. It's hard to explain these things to people today. Sometimes of of a a majority of the topics that you bring up in your songs and your lyrics, milk and blood, for example, like, oh, Shauna, how would you explain say feminism even, uh, which is such a broad term, but how would you explain that in a, in one song or over just you speaking to somebody who has no idea, especially to maybe a group of boys or. A church right. of men. I don't know. How would you like best describe how you feel? Maybe not. I don't know. Would you describe it as the way you feel about it or like the overall definition or tell me?
1: I, I mean, I think I often just first say it just means equal opportunities for everyone,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, um, and and then if it if you need to go deeper, it, it, uh, I often will talk about how there have been things put in place over the history of our country that actually make life harder for women, that, that are specific to women or people that are not cisgender men. Um, and so we need to undo those things and maybe make up for them in the meantime until yeah. things can actually
0: yeah. truly
1: be equitable for, for everyone. Totally. Um, but- Why- I don't know. I really don't want to be in front of a room of just a bunch of dudes in a church. Do I have to? No, I was just just kind of making,
0: I guess, an extreme example of people who may need to hear it. But at the same time, I'm trying to explain this to even my my 17 year old daughter who is getting starting to go to concerts. She's going to get into the she's going to get into the music scene and you know be around a crowded concert hall full of you know it's going to be co ed obviously, but like when I was that age, getting into the scene, it's like, it's definitely majority, you know, cisgender, white male, like you said, there's, I mean, I'm in San Diego, so there's a little bit more minorities in the music scene here, but, um, how do I explain to her? She's, she's, she's into activism and feminism, but like, I want to use, for example, your songs to kind of show her the hardcore side of this, um, this music and feminism and, and, you know, obviously it's, there's, um, like there's no such, I haven't, or at least I haven't heard a word like riot boy, you know, there's (laughs) riot girls. So what is, I want her to explore all of this stuff and also be able to explain it to her, say her, you know, cisgender white male friends who are just learning or just hearing about what feminism is, but they're hearing it from the media or whatever.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you, like, even if she might not have like the language to talk about this stuff and An analytical way um she's already extremely aware that Mm -hmm. women are treated differently Mm -hmm. than men yeah and she's already been harassed i'm sorry to tell you even if she won't if she won't tell you like she's obvious she's already been sexually harassed um and so she already knows and so it's really just about like how do you equip her so that her self-esteem isn't affected by whether other people consider her fuckable or not and and does she have healthy communication skills and healthy boundaries right you know yeah um that's the kind of stuff that frankly everyone should be taught from a young age and that would really get rid of a lot of the smaller incidents of harassment or Mm -hmm. non-consensual stuff it would get rid of a lot of miscommunication you know if yeah. the genders are being taught being fed different messages, mm-hmm. uh, it's like of course they're gonna butt heads sometimes and not understand each other, yeah. um, which is ridiculous. So if we're all just taught like really basic, good communication yeah. skills, um, I think that's 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 gonna help her go far totally. to be able to recognize when someone crosses her boundaries and then say, and that's not okay, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to speak up for herself. Yeah.
0: And, and, yeah. And I didn't mean to single her out in particular. Cause I have, I have two boys also. I was like, they need to learn. Yeah.
1: You need to talk to them more. Honestly. No, I'm saying
0: they, yeah. yeah. Cause people, dads are always like, oh, you don't want your daughter to end up like this. It's like, yeah, but I also, you also need to tell your sons, you don't, know, that all the stuff that could happen if you mess around sexually or do the wrong things, you know, how to treat yeah. a woman. So I have to be an example in our, you know, in our marriage relationship. I have to show them through that relationship for one thing that this is a good way to, React yeah. to other people. So it's not I, I didn't I was not trying to focus out Eden, my, my daughter. I wasn't trying to say I need all need to teach her because I want to teach the boys, you know, if you want to use the word feminism or if we're just trying to equality or they should be synonymous, you know, in a sense. Yeah,
1: but, um, you need to teach them uh what consent is really looks yeah. like and sounds like and and healthy boundaries and exactly. And also that, you know, that idea that like a patriarchal system. Uh, affects us all negatively. Mm-hmm. E- ev- everyone is affected by the patriarchy in a negative way. Boys and it, girls. It, boys and girls. It, yeah. puts, it puts everyone in a box of how they're supposed to be. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it really does prevent everyone from being their full selves. And so for anyone listening, I would recommend a book called um, Feminism is for Everybody mm-hmm. by Bell Hooks. Uh, it's a really, it's a short book, it, it's, it's, it's broken up by chapters on, on all the different reasons why feminism is for everybody, but it's these perfect little uh, arguments, yeah. which is not the right word maybe, um, but maybe it is. Uh, Responses. <laughs> yeah, perfect perfect little reasons, arguments of, of why feminism really is for everybody, and I think that would be very easy uh, for younger mm-hmm. people to understand too, and then communicate those ideas with others.
0: Totally. I I I guess I was saying I guess I was getting to the question of why Shauna does it make why does hearing the word feminism for some people or racism or oppression what automatically triggers people's defense response um, to people who don't maybe agree or understand the the total meaning like why is it such an angering thing when it could just be like oh I guess that's a good perspective you know <laughs> I guess that's true for anything in the world right now like everything well is because
1: the the fact that like one of the things, the successes of systemic racism and sexism and all that, one of their successes is to convince the individual that it's their responsibility to 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 stop this ism, that that, that the institutions actually don't exist, that it's all about individual actions only. And so if we believe that, then that means that that coincides with the idea that like if you're racist you're a bad person if you're sexist you're a bad person and no one wants to be a bad person Mm -hmm. everyone believes they are good and so if you say uh you know that's actually kind of racist um then immediately people's walls go up they can no longer hear you like what you're actually trying to say they get defensive Mm -hmm. because I'm not racist. I'm a good person, and so the way out of that is to understand that if we're all raised in uh, this, you know, heterosexist, racist society, we're all born. We're basically all raised to be racist and sexist, and transphobic, and ableist, and classist. All all the things, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we're 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 all that, like. So no matter how much work I do as a white person, uh, to be anti-racist, I'm still gonna, I'm still racist because I'm a white person living in this society. And so it's a constant, uh, journey. Like there's no destination. It's only journey. It's, it's just always doing better. And, and once you realize that, yeah, you can be a good person and benefit from white privilege or whatever. Um, and you understand that you have some power to undo some of the harms of that, those systems, mm-hmm. uh, then I don't know, it's easier to let those defenses down and to actually hear people when they say you fucked up.
0: Yeah. If only it was easy to, cause <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just, we, I've had some hard conversations of, uh, since, since, you know, November, 2015, um, Mm-hmm. But with people about uh, even just bringing it up, like saying, or or even the smallest thing, like like you said, oh, that's actually a little bit racist. Like, what? I don't. I'm not going to have to change my vocabulary because of woke liberal culture or whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm right. like, I'm I'm just letting you know that that you that's offensive, even maybe to me personally or to that person right there, or yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. And so, so th- if if people are willing to hear, or even if they're willing to listen to, you know, war on women. Uh, and already see the the title itself is provocative of the band like you know like going all the way back to the suffragettes and even before it's the whole history of the world obviously honestly but um you know people just people just get mad and i feel like it's almost a little bit immature too to not have open open ears to other people well yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: hard agree Thank um, you. Yeah, but you I mean... know, but we're we're again, we're just not taught how to have healthy discussions, uh, how to deal with yeah. conflict when it comes up. Um, that's why I'm such a big proponent of therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, like the sooner people can go to therapy to learn these basic skills, like the better they'll they'll be off and in, in every facet of their lives.
0: Oh my and gosh, so, you're speaking so, our language here. Like, yeah.
1: So just <laughs> you know, teach them young. Is yeah, what I'm
0: saying. yeah, totally. My wife's a uh, therapist, MFT, so. We kind of have these talks a lot but um we still have a hard time explaining to our kids about things without even even without them getting mad at some things that we're trying to explain so um they must be getting taught somewhere like school or yeah. friends or so i mean yeah so it's up to you shauna change them just kidding <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'll do my best <laughs>
0: um what what do you think back to the music a little bit what do you think is the biggest dynamic between working with say even even in your own band so you have ha- you know the two two members are are not women you know, and then the rest are, so what's the dynamic like in that, um, I guess making music or arguing, I don't know. How does that work?
1: I mean, it's no different than any other band Mm -hmm. I've ever been in. Um, uh, one of our members is, uh, Mm non-binary, um, also, uh, which we didn't, which wasn't really discussed when, when, when they join the band, like it's sort of something that they've opened up to us uh, now that they're in the band, mm. Um, and so it's not something. It's not. I don't know. We don't talk about it a lot um, mm. because I think they're still sort of figuring it out. You know. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, but anyway, t- to your question, um it's it's really we're just we're five individuals and yeah. we all have our own shit and ways of doing things and totally. sometimes it works really well sometimes we butt heads and <laughs> oh. and the, the point is to to get to the other side of of any kind of conflict and so yeah. the this is probably the healthiest band i've ever been in at this point okay. um and the reasons are uh we just communicate as much as possible so that everyone knows like what the expectations are or what we think is happening you know mm-hmm. we make sure we're on the same page about stuff yeah we just communicate as much as we can and um make an effort to to you know apologize if we fuck up or mm-hmm. you know just just not be afraid of having conversations that are tough Good.
2: yeah
1: um and that has really Really done a lot for us. Uh, our drummer Dave has only been in the band for a couple years. He had one year of touring with us before COVID hit. Poor uh-huh. guy, <laughs> only got one year in, um, <laughs> so he's very excited to yeah. go back on the road this fall. Um,
0: is he on the but, record?
1: Uh, he is. He's on Wonderful Hell. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, but he uh, he says this healthiest band he's ever been in. Yeah. And, and I bet for a lot of us that's true. I think one thing that's helped us is again all the therapy that i personally have done and that uh-huh. bringing those skills to the band and yeah. sort of talking about that and i've recommended a book called the new rules of marriage okay. to everyone um which it's like you're like but i'm not married but it's still like extremely helpful when it comes to dealing with any kind of relationship yeah. um and and then also there's a book called radical candor That is very geared towards like Silicon Valley kind of corporate workers, Um, but it's still a helpful framework for how to approach having conversations when, you know, you, we work together, like bandmates, like we're like workmates, but also like friends Mm -hmm. and family, you Mm -hmm. know, like it's, it's an interesting dynamic because you have to get something done. You're not just hanging out, enjoying each other's time. Like there's a goal every day and and so there's there's some expectation of like n- no one's allowed to just like fuck around and do nothing you know like, uh-huh. like we, we all have to do our part and so you have tough conversations sometimes and radical candor um has really helped me uh to realize our different communication styles and how can we how can we find the middle ground on this yeah those.
0: yeah that's good. I'll, I'll have to link these books in the show notes and stuff like that. Cause it's always good to find new things to read, you know? yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I guess, I guess the, I was trying to figure out from you in that question, like maybe it's more of a music industry thing, but have you I don't want to ask the question like, what's it like being a female in the industry, but like, um, I kind
1: of feel like you are asking that or in a that,
0: sense. In a, in or a, that you
1: I'm would sorry. ask uh, Brooks or Dave, what's it like being a band with ladies? You know, that's what it, that's where it sounds like you're going. And that's why I didn't answer it that way.
0: No. Oh, I appreciate that. I'm, I guess I meant, um, I wanted to figure out if there's, uh, you know, if people are like, s- more, I don't know, sensitive to you and the band because, because of your, your, you know, it's Warren women versus say, it's, you're, uh, you're the one girl in an all-boy band or, you know what I mean? Like it's a, a different, it's a different uh, recipe uh, in your, I'm sorry, chef talk here, but it's a different recipe for the, for on the menu versus say if Bad Religion Alcantrio took on a different band with them and stuff like that, like you're, you being on there is already going to change the dynamic of, hopefully the way people act backstage and you know the crowd but i know that you've probably experienced a lot of shit on the tours and stuff like that from maybe not from the bands but from the audience or or promoters or anything like that i didn't want to bring up any old, old wounds or anything like that i guess i was trying to figure out if you know and maybe maybe it's a little selfish of me to ask because i'm thinking about my daughter starting her music career and stuff like that but like I guess maybe what advice would you give or what makes you the most angry about people who are not sensitive to the fact that you are who you are in, uh, on these tours, you know?
1: You know, one thing that really pisses me off about uh, sexism is that I don't have the luxury of knowing whether or not someone is being shitty to me because I'm a woman or not, or if they're just being shitty, right? Right, right. Like, dudes interacting uh you know the sound guy and brooks uh interacting on stage about something like brooks doesn't have to take that personally
2: oh you yeah. know he can oh. just be
1: like man this guy's an asshole you know mm-hmm. um I, I don't i don't get to feel that way i i always have to wonder god geez, is this is this guy just like a misogynist or what like what yeah. the fuck or second guess, like, oh, did I do that thing where I talk like a normal person and therefore this guy thinks I'm a bitch, you know, um, I just, I, I don't, I don't get to not take it personally or not wonder about it. And so it like takes up yeah. this extra brain space. And I okay. think that that's something that, that white cis men um, kind of just don't, don't understand because you don't have to deal right. with it that 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 people of color trans people you know women like there's just always this extra space being taken up uh by the ism that you experience right right so that that pisses me off that i have to dedicate part of my brain to that wondering oh. um but sorry I. About that you know yeah it's on on behalf
0: you know (laughs) on behalf of the people who understand what you're saying I'm you know (laughs) apologize for the others
1: but um but I you know it's interesting I think when I've been maybe the only woman in a band um I do almost feel like it's easier to ignore me like the workers of a venue uh or or if you're if you're not on in a tour package, but you're just playing random shows with random bands every night, um, the other bands can just ignore you and just circumvent mm-hmm. you and talk to the other members. But, well, when you have three people in a band out of, out of five that are not cis men, mm-hmm. it's harder to, I've, we've, I've kind of seen it in their face. They're like, oh, I kind of maybe have to talk to a lady today. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. um, but I've, uh, Brooks has told me like because as a singer so i don't i don't play anything in this band um and so as a singer i i try and really a yeller right i'm yelling the whole time oh there's some, um, you, have some
0: you have some nice quiet parts on the wonderful hill um, i do
1: you know i do yeah. i got back to my singing roots my indie rock roots um no uh, I will often be saving my voice, right? Like sometimes sure. I just, yeah. they're doing sound check or something. I don't need to be there for the whole thing. Maybe I'm checking on merch or something, mm-hmm. you know, and and I'm saving my voice. I'm staying backstage. And there are some nights where I'm worried about my voice. So I don't even sound check at all. I don't even risk it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really case by case, like every day is different. Um, and <laughs> so sometimes I'm not a sound check. And so Brooks has told me that they're, that like he's on stage the whole time as our guitar player and he stage manages for us. Like he built oh. all the amps that we play. Oh, wow. uh, he has a vested interest, right. in making yeah. sure that we yeah. sound good. So good.
2: He,
1: he stage manages us. And so he's there the whole time. And he has seen a sound person or a monitor person or whatever, kind of go up to each, uh, each, each non-cis man in the band and assume that they're the singer. And then and then be and then be like, oh no, maybe it's this one. Like, like they they like something about, you know, the name worn women, or maybe they heard there's some lady yelling in this band. <laughs> and they don't even realize that maybe there's more than one woman in the band. Uh-huh. And so they're like, oh, nope, not not this one. Okay, maybe it's this one. Oh no, not not her. Okay. You know. <laughs> and he's seen them like go one by one to start asking, asking us questions. And yeah. I didn't even realize that because I'm not always around. And,
0: and it sounds like it <laughs> I happens. I it's pretty funny. It sounds like that happens frequently.
1: It's happened if, more than once, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, um, so you're saying, you know, maybe they could take the time to say, oh, are you Shauna? I'm so-and-so, you know? Or like,
1: of, or like, who's the singer, you know? Or, or that, just,
0: or that sounds so simple. In,
1: instead of being like, well, obviously it's you. Cause you're the only woman in right. front of my face right now. Right. You know?
0: Right. <laughs> exactly. Who, who, who do you, who would you say is like a musical hero to you um, in this journey, musical journey?
1: Oh, interesting. Oh, God. Um,
0: I know you love Van Halen.
1: <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> Uh, I would not say that they are heroes. No, no. By but, any means. But, you Because um, hero, that has such a weight to it. I mean, I'm sort of kind of Shiro. inclined to say, like, no Shiro. gods, no masters. You sure. know, like, yeah. fuck, fuck that, fuck your idols. Kind well, of musical
0: thing. influences. How about that? Musical influences. But,
1: but I, I would say, like, my, the influence that Mary Timoney has had in my musical life is undeniable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you could probably hear it more in, I was in a band called Avec with brooks before mm. war on women we talk about it a lot you could probably hear it in my guitar lines in mm-hmm. that band um but like she she's has such a unique uh, um musically and i'm just i just loved helium growing up i just i just okay. love them so fucking much favorite band um and i i remember I see I think a lot of things probably influence me, and you're not really conscious of it, right? Yeah, like we don't yeah. know what seeps in and what doesn't but i i I actually am very conscious of of when I discovered the slits and yeah. listening to the way that they use their voices and realizing that the voice was also an instrument, like. You know i wasn't in band or orchestra or choir <laughs> growing up and so i'd never really thought about that uh i was just like yeah rock band whatever um but when i finally found the slits i was like oh yeah okay like i can do whatever i want and and that's fucking cool yeah you know and there's not a lot of those conscious moments uh for, for me so i'd love i'd love to hear some music historian analyze <laughs> What what I do, I'd love to know where it comes from. Because I grew up on like R&B, like Janet Jackson mm-hmm. um, and uh, Madonna and um George Michael you know like those were huge pop artists for me yeah. yeah like 80s pop was like my and, thing you know but
0: to be fair musically speaking and, and into the brain those are that's good that's well written music in it but it's also really
1: but I mean also, talk about the golden era of pop right yeah, like that's yeah. a wonderful time for great pop songs great vocal performances mm-hmm. obviously Janet Jackson and Madonna are not the best vocalists in the world but you know but performers. we also had Prince and Michael Jackson yeah. uh, to help us out and Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston.
0: And they had a team of writers too, like, you know, doing their songs. So like it's, the songs are, yeah, the songs are perfect.
1: Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> they, they are, they really sure. are.
0: Long live the eighties. So that's my,
1: that's, that's my foundation.
0: Yeah. You know, okay. and
1: then, and then I discovered Bikini Kill and Hole, you know, and so it was like time to agitate stuff and fuck it up. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I've always liked a lot of different things. Um, but I I appreciate a good, a good pop song. That is for sure. I I love to dance. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, you,
0: you, you you get crazy on stage.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I really, I really use war and women as my opportunity to just fully let go and to, to just kind of say like, fuck you to the expectations of how women should be on stage Mm -hmm. and that it should be that women are there to be ogled and and stared at and uh, picked apart, mm. and you know Carol Adams probably has something to say about this, right? Like like they're yeah. not there women are not there to be looked at like a piece of meat to be right. devoured. Um, and and so I really like playing with, uh, <laughs> but here's all these other ways my bodies can my body can move that mm. isn't perceived as sexual. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also acknowledging, but yes, then of course I'm sexual because I'm human, you know? Sure. So yeah, I like, I like playing around with those lines for sure.
0: Good. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take you into the the food and beverage category for your life. now. I'm
1: excited about this. Let's see what Yahoo, I have to say.
0: Yahoo. Um, so the it's food and music is life. Yes. So we're trying to intersect our food and music paths in our, okay. so in gro- growing up in your house, you know, was there. Obviously, when your parents are playing all this rock and roll and maybe old Motown <laughs> stuff, were they cooking in the kitchen, making Sunday dinners? Were you guys going out to fast food or a doo-wop diner? Um,
1: so most of my, like, I have, I feel like I was really raised um, in a house with my mom and her mom, my okay. my nanny, not Aww. grandma because she was too young to be a grandma, so we Aww. called her nanny. Okay. Um, and so there was a. a very uh influential period of time um whereas it was was the three of us Mm. in a house and and nanny made dinner every night right and it was it was always like okay here's some fried chicken here's mashed potatoes here's green beans yum you know or like steak or whatever like i mean again it was texas like we were definitely eating meat right (laughs) yeah um and 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 so it took me a long time to even kind of understand how to have a meal that wasn't like, here's your meat and here's two sides. Oh, and maybe some like bread, buttered bread. Like who Texas needs toast. bread after yeah, who needs bread after mashed potatoes and fried chicken? I don't know one. they do in Texas. We we <laughs> needed it. Um, and at some point I was like, this doesn't make any sense. This is not healthy uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> food. Um, so, there was always cooking, but it was always kind of like that like the kind of meals that you would find in a hungry man t v dinner kind of thing
0: <laughs> ease and potatoes. Yeah, hey nothing, nothing wrong with yeah. i guess that food but um, did you you shifted at some point I did I did,
1: <laughs> I did I did i did i i grew out of that, and I think that's forever like like I don't find a much of a it's not like a some family history or legacy mm-hmm in mashed potatoes, right? No, but <laughs> like, I
2: guess. Like, yeah. I mean,
1: I guess it is white culture. I don't know the kind of meal southern white culture, whatever. But it's not like really actually important to get me in touch with my ancestry. So I, I didn't feel bad shedding <laughs> everything uh-huh. that I had been brought up on and trying to rediscover. And I think that's true for music too. Like you grow up on your parents' music, and, yeah. and then one day you discover some band or artist for yourself, and you're like, oh, there's other stuff out here. Yeah right? Sure. And so exactly. it was like that with food. And I realized you can eat healthy and it still tasted good. Uh-huh. And the people around me um, at some point in my mid twenties, the people around me were all vegan. The people I cared about were vegan. And so I started by just eating less meat in front of them, like uh-huh. out of respect. Yeah. And then it becomes easier to just cut it out of your life. It com- becomes easier to just not buy it at the store at all, and so therefore you don't make it for dinner. Like, um, and the advances in vegan technology over the yeah, yeah have been absolutely incredible to see, and honestly, being vegan now is just seems so it's so easy to me it's so
0: it's, easy it's easier for sure than it was even 10 years ago i, I like yeah. the way i like the fact that you said <laughs> vegan technology i'm gonna <laughs> i mean
1: the cheese they have now the vegan cheese oh, they for have sure. now i'm like oh shit i'm not there's no losing weight being vegan it's not automatically healthy do you know what i mean like yeah, that cheese so, is yeah. so good and so fatty i love it
0: <laughs> i know yeah we make a ton of vegan food at, at our kitchen and um the things that they do, that my vegan chefs really surprise me all the time with, you know, ah. but, but, um, what, what, what do you think you, what food would you pair with or, or beverage? Would you pair with say your record capture the flag?
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah. Like what would you kind of, you know, I can fucking, think of some things, but I want to hear you
1: fucking apple
0: pie, apple pie, American is apple pie. Is that why?
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> I really, I think, you know, Capture the flag. Like, kind of one of the feelings I was feeling around that album was like, who gets to decide who is a patriot? Like, Mm. like, let's redefine that. Like, what's more patriotic than saying this country's fucked up? Let's make it better. You know? Uh like the point. Like putting putting wanting to put in that effort Mm. uh, shows that you care about something. And yeah. So I'd say like every fucking, we're all, apple pie. yeah. Apple pie, apple pie.
0: I love it. How, and Again, then of about, course, maybe with <laughs> some
1: vanilla ice cream, you know,
0: we can do that. Yeah. I got you. Okay. I'll send you some recipes, but like, how do you, what about say milk and blood? What's the, what's a good pairing oh, for that one?
1: I don't know. Milk milk steak. No, that's my, that's my, <laughs> it's always sunny answer. Um, yeah. <laughs> for, that's for the, it's always sunny fans. Milk steak. Um, <laughs> uh,
0: shout out charlie
1: yeah um uh huh Because,
0: it because it that one's it, that one is directly tied to what you and carol were talking about right
1: yeah i mean it, yeah. it's 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 directly tied to the sexual politics of meat and how mm-hmm. we make how we consume meat and how we sexualize, sexualize the meat yeah. that we consume and like like just quickly for anyone that's like what does that even mean it, it means like when you see <laughs> yeah. when you see a barbecue place and there's like a pig that's like personified and like it's an obviously female pig and it's like come eat barbecue which is basically like, come eat me Ugh, there's gross. no pig that is like yeah go for it that sounds fun i want to die you know but like so that's an example of like the kinds of thing that's really broken down in a much more intelligent way in her books. (laughs) Is this, is
0: that something from, is that a Baltimore thing, a Texas thing? Because I don't think I've seen a sexualized pig of. (laughs) No, that's,
1: I mean, you got to read her book.
0: (laughs) Like there's there's plenty
1: of examples in there. Okay. Uh, No, that seems like That seems like a song where you should actually just abstain from eating. You're on a fast. Okay.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So fast. Okay. Bad example. Bad example. But but I think, you know, I was, I was thinking like maybe just, you know, vegan, vegan barbecue dish or something like that, but. um.
1: Yeah. Probably some beyond meat thing. Um, I, I just had, uh, I just tried beyond meat, uh, breakfast sausage for the first time. Yeah.
0: We use those, um,
1: It it's it's so good. It's stupid. Like, it's how do they do that? So how do they- <laughs> fucking good.
0: Shout out so, to Beyond. Yeah. Um, yes. Please. But how do they do that? Oh, you got a little pupper back there? Oh, kitty cat.
1: I do. Yeah, I got a pup. She's got she's got some itch that she's got to take care of right next to me. Oh, obviously, it has
0: to be right there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's right here. <laughs> I don't know if you'll pick up the licking sounds or no. Not.
0: It's not that. It's not that okay. much. Um, Well, I guess in closing, like. Uh, also, I know that you moved from Texas to Baltimore, right? Are you current? You're currently there. And mm-hmm. um, wh- what's the food? Is there a hot food scene still in Baltimore? Like, is it like, like, like uh, as it? I mean, about maybe five or six years ago, I started hearing more about the Baltimore chefs and the scene out there. But are people doing? food vegan food and punk rock stuff for you and stuff like that I
1: I would say that the vegan options as far as like eating out have definitely improved over the last five years Mm -hmm. it's kind of exploded I am a person of meager means Mm -hmm. and so I do not eat out very much Mm -hmm. um and so I could not tell you like cool restaurants or whatever like like you know I, cause I'm fucking poor. So, Um, but there's like a place vegan right now that's like soul food slash like kind of fast food that's Hmm. vegan, like comfort food that's vegan. Um, In general, I think there's a push for kind of comfort food, like indulgent vegan food. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, There's, uh, I don't know. Yeah. There's just, there's just a lot more options, which is, which is really cool. Um, but I don't fucking know. I don't actually know. <laughs> okay. That was I'm just a going yeah. to the grocery store and buying what's there. So yeah, yeah, you know, it's like if someone wants to, uh, buy me dinner, <laughs> somebody, somebody Venmo,
0: Venmo her so she can check yeah. out this restaurant.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, I will shout out an amazing place called great sage.
0: Great sage.
1: It's outside of Baltimore. <laughs> it's like in the suburbs somewhere, some other city. Um, it's called great sage. It's all vegan and that place is like when your mom comes to visit you take her there or if it's an anniversary you go there like okay it's fucking good nice and it's fancy and there's like three courses and it's cool as fuck so yeah if someone wants to get me a guess certificate to great sage <laughs> um Christmas is coming I don't hey. know uh- <laughs> how's
0: the how's the music soundtrack there Do they play war on women
1: <laughs> definitely not ah, no <laughs> okay
0: so right, we got to change that or figure out a place where we can play some some more when yeah. people are eating to to have, add to that sensory experience um why don't yeah, you leave- maybe you
1: should tell you should tell me what kind of dish should go with our band work up a menu and then we'll post it on our facebook or something totally i have <laughs> i
0: have some ideas already based you know going all the way back to your your 10 inch record um, all right but i i will i'll do that um i've was, i'm was trying to compile a cookbook obviously with some photos um and uh, different ones actually They're two different ones but like having music playlists or songs paired with the recipe stuff like oh, that cool so you'll, you'll be on there for sure with you know maybe i'll maybe i'll s- keep it for the more vegan stuff too who knows yeah but, um i wanted to see if you could leave me with some maybe some words of wisdom maybe some nuggets of awesomeness from either that you learned <laughs> that you learned through from your family or the music scene or or just your life in general because i i know that I, I mean, you have a lot to say and I, and I'm here to listen to it, um, but your time is limited. You said it was a very busy time for you. So I respect <laughs> that. I respect your time. And, well, yeah, um, as
1: you see the, the, the pupper in the, the room eventually is going to be like, we have to go outside. Oh, like it's, an, did, it's an
0: automatic clock.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like she will not suffer yeah. extremely long zoom calls. She's okay. like, come on. let's I go. can respect
0: that. I can respect Yeah, that. I get um, it. Yeah. So, she's my dissertation but, dog. <laughs> If you have anything to, to drop. Also, where can people find you?
1: Yeah, honestly, the easiest thing is to go to shawnapotter.com. Okay. Um, yeah. Shauna with it's a W. Potter like Um <laughs> And true. it's, uh, and, and my website has like everything that everything. I do, all the different trainings that I can offer, um, how to contact me, other projects I've been involved in. Mm-hmm. Um so all the information's there if you want to learn more about me or my book or my trainings um really that's that's my favorite thing to do that that's my like job right now um is conducting safer space trainings bystander intervention trainings basically just teaching people how to help other people that are being harassed Mm. like whatever your role is whether you're strangers or, or you work in a place and have some responsibility like that's all i want i my whole goal, everything I do is with the ultimate goal of, you know, that everyone gets to have a good time. Yeah. That's what I care about. So, uh, I can teach people how to make sure jerks don't ruin it for
0: everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you jerk. yeah,
1: that's, that's, what I, that's, what I, uh, that's what I want. That's the world I want, is for everyone to be able to have a good time. like, we politely
0: down. request that you get your boots off our neck, you jerk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, politely as in, as in quotes, for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think the thing, maybe something I'm thinking of right now is just the idea that as things start to open back up, um, and we're all dipping our toe back into getting sort of back to normal life, mm. uh, all at different, like at different, like everyone's kind of on a different journey, right? We're going at yeah. different paces.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I want people to be patient with themselves
2: mm.
1: and to not rush it and, and to do what feels safe and to not stress about what everyone else is doing. Just take your time. And then I also want us to be patient with others right now. Oh, yeah. And to know that like, we're all going to be saying stupid stuff. We're all going to be putting our foot in our mouth. Like we haven't been around people. We have so much, oh my God, I have so many stories to tell you. You know, yeah. like we have so much to say yeah. and we're going to be so excited to see people that we might sort of forget where other people's boundaries are. Yeah. And so I'm not excusing bad behavior, obviously. Um, right. But I I just want people to remember uh, take a step back. If you're overexcited, take a step back. Give people space. They might need it. They might need a wide berth. Be patient with that. And then also, like, if someone fucks up and they say something ridiculous or, uh, you know, whatever, like, give them a chance to correct, uh, they're out of practice.
0: Yeah, um, a little grace.
1: So again, so again not, not the egregious stuff. Like, I just mean the regular normal human stuff. Like, w- we might be on edge. We might be a little angrier. We might just not... Uh, be used to waiting in line or dealing with all the traffic, you know, like, like, yeah. we're just out of practice yeah. for all this stuff. So That's I think smart. exercising yeah. patience for Probably everyone,
0: giving grace to even if someone messes up and says something yeah. uh, inadvertently racist, being giving the grace to say, um, here's what's wrong with that, instead of, yeah, hey, hey, yeah,
1: hey, here, here's, here's one that I here, here's a tip that I have for people um, that I think definitely works when you know, so, like, maybe your coworkers, right? You're, like, you're not friends, but you mm-hmm. have to see them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, even in that case, uh, if it's sometimes when someone says something off-putting, like I don't know about you, but I I go into like, uh, shock, like I'm shocked. I'm too shocked to say anything. I freeze. Sometimes,
0: sometimes, yeah. I,
1: I can sometimes freeze up. I just don't know how to respond. Right? Like, like wait, every situation's what? different. Like yeah. there's no perfect response. So, I've learned to just say, um, "Ouch." And, and just, and just oh, that yeah, yeah. I just say, Oh, ouch. If something sounds offensive and I don't know how to verbalize it, I don't know how to say what I want. Instead. I just say, ouch. Okay. And it often provides an opportunity for the other person to go, Oh shit, that sounded terrible. That's not what I meant. I'm sorry. And, and they uh, can okay. explain and yeah. then we can move on <laughs> instead of me being like, okay, that's how you really feel. And then harboring resentment and, Yeah. And, and having to live with those negative feelings. Um, so maybe that helps someone listening. Definitely. Just learn learn to say, ouch and give them a chance to correct.
0: That is a catalyst for building a safer space, right? Like saying, ouch, it creates breathing room for them to think about. Yeah. Ooh, what did I just do? Or yeah. 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 I like that. People are
1: not used to actually being confronted when they say something off, uh, we're all very good at ignoring it, or or we're not very good at conflict. So by actually, (laughs) by actually saying, ouch, and and saying like, this was not okay. um, Most people go, oh, oh, my God, oh, you're right. Like, they sort of don't even realize until you bring it up, like, oh, yeah, what am I saying? I don't mean that. Um, So yeah, it's just very human.
0: Yes, I I can fully get behind that. I'll I'll, I'll use that one. Word. Or or hopefully somebody could have the freedom to say it to me if I do something wrong.
1: Yes, you know? exactly.
0: I'm not just like a, a one sided, all knowing anti racist, <laughs> you know, feminist male. Like I I am probably gonna say offensive things to oh, somebody. Oh, I fuck
1: up all the time. Yeah. yeah, and I do this for a living. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm.
0: Yeah. It's it's, a, yeah. it's
1: okay. Like we're we're human.
0: Self grace, but um <laughs> yeah. Well, Shauna Potter, I thank you so much. This was a good, uh, good chunk of time for us to talk. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to take some of these words of wisdom and apply them in my own lives and in, in my family's, you know, just little yeah. things. It's just little things that could change a lot, you know?
1: You're right. So, well, thank you so much for having me. This was sure. fun. And, um, yeah,
0: totally. I'll put, thanks. uh, I'll put the links in the show notes to all those books and your music and everything like that. And, uh, we'll talk soon. Okay.
1: Okay. Sounds good. Thank you.
0: All right. Thanks so much. Take care. Did you hear everything that she had to say? If not, go back and listen carefully. I learned something. I learned a lot of things from Shauna today. I hope you did too. And if you didn't, um, well, I don't know what to say to you. But, like she said, they are going on tour. Warren Women is going on tour with Bad Religion and Alkaline Trio this coming fall. Get your tickets to that. That's going to be amazing. Warren Women is going to blow minds and show all the bad religion bros I'm talking about the audience members a thing or two about the music scene and messages and stuff like that and I'm sure there's going to be people there who aren't willing to listen to the message because they just want to hear you know 21st century digital boy again but that's okay more music for me anyways thank you thank you Shauna Potter for talking to me um, this was a enlivening conversation and I got some books to read I um I have a lot of reading to do, a lot of of things to catch up on, and obviously um, sounds like a lot of people do too around this country, around this world, but we can only change ourselves first and then change the world one conversation at a time. I guess that's what I'm trying to do here, right? So yeah, and if you want more in-depth details on the songs that we were talking about in the episode, please do feel free to um, do your own homework, do some research, get some records, the music support the artists and she has a podcast but her lyrics that is going to break down every single song from the album wonderful hell out on bridge nine their most recent one on bridge nine so at the end of this episode i'm going to play two songs i'm going to play one from wonderful hell song white lies because i really like uh i just really like the juxtaposition of her she kind of has like three voices in that song the the kind of singing war on women voice that she has on a lot of the songs and then It gets a little more sing-songy, quiet, uh, ethereal a little bit. And then she also has another voice that's even quieter. uh, You know, if the bastards grind you down, become a diamond, which is kind of a mantra for everybody especially when i'm trying to tell my daughter how to live in this world how to deal with people that are harassing her or who she, you know if she feels threatened or persuaded to do things she doesn't want to do i mean my sons too of course but i have i personally have a a tiny bit harder time uh per you know giving advice and wisdom to my daughter from my point of view so all i can do is be a good person as you know to to my family and to my wife and and the extended family um the, the the women in my life my mom and my aunts and stuff like that to show my daughter kind of how you know how a partner should be how men should treat women all this other stuff it's equality it's humanity it's, it's all that, all the good stuff that people should, I, I always say, I don't like to use the word should, but I feel like people should be good to each other. It's just inherent. So it's a challenge. It's a daily challenge. And Shauna is one of those people who accepts that challenge and live is trying to live a better life and, and teach a better existence to people uh, one person at a time through each song that she sings and the stuff that she speaks on and writes on and, and her guests on her episodes are talking about too. So shout out to Shauna, amazing work. You're doing good things. Thanks again for being on the Family Cast. I got some more stuff coming up for you, my listeners, amigos y familia. I got some rad guests coming up, so keep keep listening, keep sharing these shows with friends. Follow us on Instagram at the Family Cast, Patreon.com/FamilyCast and we'll keep going from there that's that's all i got to say for now so i'm gonna play two songs like i said one is from wonderful hell it's called white lies i love that song it's got such a rad groove and just an overall good song every song has a message that every song they do has a message so check it out and then off the war on women's 2015 self-titled album called you guessed it, war on women. The song is Swagger. I really like this song. Oh my gosh! Anyways, so yeah, <clears throat> one from their latest album and one from two thousand fifteen. Both available on Bridge Nine Records. Shout out, Chris, and you can get the uh, exclusive band merchandise on their Bandcamp page. That's uh, all. The links are in the show notes as per usual, and I'll see you next time on the family cast food and music is life yes gracias amigos y familia i'll talk to you soon this is chef josh signing out i'll see you on july 22nd at the Butchcraft a vegan gluten-free pairing dinner ciao ciao